Hello from a beautiful rainy evening in Bogota, Colombia, where I'm spending a few days with a good friend before going on retreat. What did you think of the last episode where I had the Diwali conversation with Dr. Manisha, strengthening our inner light in dark times? Have you been applying some of her recommendations? How have you been feeling? Today, I wanted to share some reflections on all of the goodness that Dr. Manisha shared with us so as to help you soak it in and benefit from it, especially during this winter season and during these difficult very difficult and frightening times that we are currently going through. Before jumping in, I wanted to read you a very sweet review left by Erikita on Apple Podcasts. She says, Thank you, Natasha. I'm so deeply and thoroughly nourished by the energy you send out and the space you create through the podcast and One Word Sawal Mem, where I first resonated with, y- with your art. The coastal Miwok and southern Sierra Miwok lands are the lands I call home as well, and it is lovely to share a deep earth connection. We create community through this podcast. I would love to connect with you further and share a conversation together. Listening to your podcast feels like sitting down with a dear friend. With love, Erica. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. It has been heartwarming to receive your words. And I'm very happy that we actually got to connect a few days ago. I'm also very happy to report that we're currently at 22% of our goal of 108 star ratings for the podcast. If you take a second to leave us a star rating, it makes a big difference in getting this show in front of more earth lovers and more environmentalists and support them in staying heart to heart with the earth, especially during trying times. And speaking of trying times... I wanted to remind you of opening to the medicine of winter. It's designed to help you experience more of the nourishing, soulful side of the cold season so that you can thrive through it rather than just endure it. If the thought of winter is making you feel heavy, if you're feeling resistance come up as this cold weather really seeps in, If the relationship you normally enjoy with nature gets interrupted during this time of year, if you're longing to feel more receptive and more trusting of the wisdom of the cycles of nature, then please come join us. You can find everything about it at www.medicineofwinter.earth. That's www.medicineofwinter.earth. I'll also leave the link in the show notes for you. Today, I'd like to share three reflections of my conversation with Dr. Manisha 
strengthening our inner light in dark times. Our conversation was rich and soulful, and I was inspired in so many ways. So, first of all, Dr. Manisha expressed appreciation for this common desire that we seem to have in so many different parts of the world to elevate light during dark times. And the first thing that I loved was how she emphasized that Diwali was the Hindu expression of something that is done in many other places around the world and in many other traditions this time of year. There was something joyful about that, about being reminded that around the world, people of all traditions are elevating light in their celebrations as the nights get longer. So, for example, right here in Colombia, Las Velitas, or Little Candles Day, is a significant tradition that takes place on the night of December 7th, marking the start of the Christmas season. All across the country, people light candles and lanterns in public places, in homes and streets, and this tradition symbolizes the lighting of the way for the Virgin Mary and is a way for individuals as well as for communities to express hope and joy and faith. And then, of course, there's Kwanzaa, which is celebrated by African-American communities And this includes the lighting of the Kinara, a candle holder with seven candles, representing the seven principles of African heritage and unity. And the Tasondang festival in Myanmar in November involves the release of hot air balloons, which are adorned with colorful lanterns. And this creates a spectacle of light in the night sky. And then in Germany, Martinstag involves children carrying lanterns in walks that they take to commemorate the kindness and the generosity of St. Martin, especially during difficult times. And during Loi Kratong, people in Thailand release floating lanterns on rivers and in this way they pay respects to the water spirits and symbolically let go of negativity. So what about you? Are there traditions or celebrations that hold significance in your life and how do these traditions use light to convey meaning for you during trying times. Second, attuning towards what's unfolding. So this second reflection that I have about my conversation with Dr. Manisha refers to this idea about paying attention to where we are in the natural cycles and rhythms and noticing that longer darker nights colder weather can affect us in in a whole variety of different ways can affect us physically mentally emotionally and other and also spiritually attuning 
to what's unfolding is also about noticing what personal, communal, societal, planetary moment we are going through right now and realizing that this also has an impact on our well-being in all of these levels. So when this is the case, we can ask ourselves what this situation is calling for. What, in what ways is this situation inviting us to tend to ourselves and to tend to each other? So in the case of Diwali and all of these other festivals and celebrations that we've been talking about in which light plays an important part, that light or that outer expression of light through the candles and the lanterns and the fires, these all remind us of the importance of tending to our own inner light, right? Tending to our own inner light as this conscious response to the reality of the moment in which we are. Because, of course, these like daunting waves that come at us, they threaten to dim and to extinguish that inner light. So one of the things that we need to be attuning to is that invitation to tend to our inner light even more during these times. I really enjoyed Dr. Manisha's explanation of the symbolism of the Diya, which I hadn't quite heard in this way before. So the Diya, you might recall, these are the small clay pots, you know, like tiered shape pots that are used as lanterns for Diwali. And the little pot itself is made of earth. And then you pour a little bit of oil into it. And then you put a cotton wick. And that's what you light. And what I found really inspiring was to realize that this very simple, very humble, beautiful handmade lantern was such a powerful symbol of the relationship between the heart of the earth and our heart. So the clay represents the physical world. It also represents our body, right? And this our body as an expression of this physical earth. So it has this grounding symbolism, this, you know, holding and sustenance quality to it. And then she explained that oil in Sanskrit, the same, the word for oil is, um, what is it? Snehana, uh, snehana. And that word snehana, that word for oil, also happens to be the same word for love. And I just find that so absolutely fascinating to think that the quality of love, right? The quality of love, when we attune to the quality of love, is a lubricating quality. So if you think about it, for example... What are the best thoughts that you can have in order to lubricate your inner experience? 
and therefore enable you to have kind, helpful, healing words that will in turn help to lubricate relationships and nourish them and support them in this very loving way. So I really appreciate that relationship between between oil and love that she spoke about. And so she walked us through this process of, of, you know, for example, loving touch, right? And this morning massage that we can give ourselves, this morning self-massage, which is this physical act of love that you can give yourself. You can, you know, massage your arms and massage your legs and work towards your heart as well as massaging your head. And she talked about how the use of coconut oil or sesame oil or olive oil that we use for this is actually supporting the act of self-love. So I just thought that that was so powerful. And then she took it even further, right, by making this connection that the oil that is used in the lamp, in the diya, the role of that oil is to be a medium between the earth, you know, between the body represented by the clay and the soul, which is represented by the light. So in this context, then love is the conduit that provides this bridge, this powerful connection between the physical and the spiritual. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And so then this light represents our inner light, represents our spiritual experience, which ultimately comes to help us realize this experience of interbeing, you know, as Titnat Han called it, interbeing with each other. So as our spiritual light, as our inner light is tended to, we have a greater sense of our interbeing with all of our kin on this earth with our all of our human kin and all of our more than human kin. And then, of course, she also gave, a, gave us another gorgeous Sanskrit word for the earth. And this is a word that I love saying, Vasudaiva Kutumbakam. Vasudaiva Kutumbakam. And this way of saying earth literally means the whole universe is my family. So as we tend to our light, what happens is that we come to realize at a very profound level beyond mental and emotional, but on a spiritual level, we really come to have that experience that the entire universe all of the beings of this earth, human and more than human, all of the animal beings, the plant beings, the air, the water, the fire, the mineral, the earth, 
the space, the stars, the planets, the entire universe is my family. And we come to understand that we ourselves are the actual blueprint of our mother nature, of our mother earth. And she said that once we understand the preciousness of who we are, this literally miraculous expression of this most beautiful earth, then everything becomes much easier. Everything becomes much easier because we realize that everything that we are seeking, the abundance, the beauty, the love, the courage, the calm, the clarity, the joy, the peace, everything that we are seeking comes from within us. And in so realizing this, we don't have to spend our time looking for all of this outside of ourselves unnecessarily. We don't have to create so much stuff along the way for ourselves, for each other, for our communities, for our countries, for our planet. And so reflecting on the symbolism of the Diya and the relationship between the clay, the oil, and the light, how might this metaphor apply to your own life? What practices are you engaging in or would you like to engage in to relate with the earth and with love to support your inner light? And this brings me to my third reflection, healing our inner light. So, as we attune to what is happening and how the conditions are changing, and we start to prioritize tending to our inner light in relationship with the earth, then we can ensure that we don't get thrown off balance by the approaching winter and by difficult times. And that even when we do get thrown off balance, we will know how to recover more quickly. We will know how to continue to be resilient through the strongest storms. And in this way, we'll be able to think thoughts and express words and make choices and take actions that are in much greater alignment with our highest aspirations instead of them being completely misaligned. We will be able to live in a place that is an expression of the truth of who we are rather than this fabricated series of ideas that don't reflect this. We will have greater access to a wisdom, to our inner wisdom that will lead us to decisions and words and actions that are aligned, that are in support of the great plan for peace and healing at all levels rather than to continue to act in ways that cause more injury. We will naturally offer more respect to ourselves, to each other, to the earth, rather than acting in ways which belittle them. And we will be able to enjoy an experience of kinship rather than one 
of alienation. This is how we will ultimately come to experience profound and lasting peace instead of so much violence. And we will come to know more hope in the face of despair. So, how does this resonate with you? Healing and thriving from a place of tending to your inner light in a living, nature-centered way. Remember that the link to join us in opening to the medicine of winter is in the show notes. I'm sending you so much Latin American love. Thank you.